We've seen great evidence, Francis, how important it is to bring home your manufacturing or the professional term of repatriation of manufacturing. Talk more about how this benefits companies in many areas. This is again, one of our future creators spaces that is based purely on numbers. We're not looking at manufacturing and saying, oh, it really ought to come back to the United States or Canada or Britain or European Union. We're not saying that. What we're saying is the numbers dictate that it does. And that's very different. Uh, an excellent way to think of this is what manufacturing looks like as the information cost velocity curve progresses. And it's pretty straightforward. When you look at manufacturing, you look at cash weight states. This is something we are focused on. Cash weight state minimization is vital to the management of any company anywhere in the world. The companies which have the fewest cash weight states, that is days of sales in inventory, days of sales in receivables, almost always have superior operating free cash flow. And we have the data to show that. Now, what this means is that you need a business model and an ecosystem that eliminates cash weight states. And one of the biggest of the cash weight states is transportation. You do not want things floating around in complex transportation structures. If information optimization of your supply chain on the information cost velocity curve directs, you will restructure your manufacturing to eliminate your cash weight states. Simple as that. Um, this really forces companies to ask where it is that they're making their products and why they're making them there. China, as you know, Robert, uh, attracted Apple years ago simply because labor costs were cheap in China. Well, they're not cheap anymore. And anyone who's spent any time in high-tech manufacturing knows that labor is the least of it. Um, uh, you can go through lots of high-tech manufacturing operations and see maybe one or two people. Labor is no longer the big deal and will be less and less of a big deal with artificial intelligence, robotics, and so on. Now, what we will see then is repatriation because you need to be closer and closer, especially to your big customers. If you're going to make something in China, it will probably be only for the Chinese market. And even then, there are massive questions uh, to do with how much activity we can deal with in countries like that, which are entering a very complex period of political instability. Um, I, I like to say that um, what we are seeing here is an entirely new understanding of risk as well, because if we are buying something from a country like China, we have to be aware of the security risk to our businesses and to ourselves. Um, TikTok on steroids. And this isn't funny, it's a very serious matter. So we have both the information cost velocity curve acting on our supply chain structure and on our sense of security.
Speaking of security concerns, uh, it, it appears Jack Ma has gotten himself into potentially a little bit of trouble uh, with his organization, Alibaba. How could this uh, influence others to say, you know what, we're going to stay out of China or we're going to move our manufacturing elsewhere? Well, it's interesting. And we've covered Jack Ma a couple of times now uh, in our Future Creators um, podcast, and especially the attempt by China to kill his uh, ant IPO. Uh, Jack Ma is one of China's leading business people. He is one of China's richest people. He created Alibaba, which became an immense success. It's a, an Amazon lookalike is the simplest way to put it. It's way more than that, but uh, that's the simplest way for most people to understand it. And it's kind of a double-edged sword because Jack Ma understands the information cost velocity curve and that party restrictions prevent people like Alibaba and Ant progressing down that curve. Uh, the party has reacted with fury against him. Um, he's disappeared for the last several weeks. Now, if history is any guide, he's in, he's in jail, but we'll, we'll find out soon enough. But then again, on the other side, Alibaba is used by the Chinese party to track Uyghurs and to determine whether the Uyghurs' behavior means that uh, that Uyghur should be put in a concentration camp or allowed free. And uh, so the security concerns with companies like Alibaba are enormous. Uh, and we all have to be extremely conscious of the fact that anything that's got made in China on it uh, is potentially extremely dangerous to us. So uh, again, we've got this confluence of interest, repatriating manufacturing as a cash weight state eliminator, and also just preserving our security. You made an interesting comment pre-show today about really there's nothing special about making an iPhone now. You know, back when uh, they were first made, you know, they had some expertise through Foxconn, et cetera. So what's um, that thought have uh, in terms of an impact on others who you know, look at specialty manufacturing and say, you know what, maybe we can do this back home. Yeah, I think that information cost velocity curve says that is exactly what's going to happen. Uh, there is nothing special about making an iPhone. Um, there are companies, uh, Ford, General Motors would be good examples, who are in China in order to sell to the Chinese market, uh, which is huge and getting much bigger. And they are just addicted to Chinese cash flow. Um, and it would be very hard for them to remove themselves from China. Although I suspect they may find themselves forced to leave, uh, these circumstances are very uncomfortable and the, the geopolitical <clears throat> issues emerging are extremely unpleasant. The big factor for Ford and GM will be their transition to e-cars because e-cars have 20% fewer, 20% of the number of moving parts, 80% um, fewer in total than a fossil fuel fired car. So that the structure of the supply chain, the manufacturing of those cars changes entirely. And 
the way in which the old tiered structure of automotive supply chain worked is no longer applicable and may change entirely. So we could see, uh, we could see this effect across many industries. How it will work out in automotive, I'm not sure. Apple's sales, interestingly, in China have been on the decline for several years now, and it may see less and less advantage to being there. It's also been forced in the last two years to withdraw something close to 150,000 apps from its app store in China. Um, now that directly impacts sales. If, if Apple can't sell an app, its revenue potential is significantly diminished. And the party has mandated that Apple withdraw its apps. Um, any app that doesn't get a party license uh, and uh, this is having a major impact, especially on uh, young app developers in China who now find that they're not allowed to develop apps because the party won't permit it. Are you looking to create the future in your industry? Check out our website at future-creators.com. Thanks, Francis. Thanks, Robert.